I had something very interesting happen to me the other day. Do you know uh, Weedat's wing, like the little wing truck? It's over by McCarthy. No. All right. No. Don't have it. It's addicting. It's addictive as all hell. And it makes you. <laughs> and it's expensive too. Uh-oh. Like it's eighteen bucks for some like ten wings and some fries. But it's so good, dude. It's so good. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm over there for like the umpteenth time for this week. Um, I'm with my friend Cameron. Shout out Cameron. And you're not gonna believe who just strolls on up. Get some wings. You know Jermichael Green? Yeah. Jermichael Green just strolls up out of his matte black Mercedes, comes to order some wings from this obscure food truck outside of USC. And I'm just looking at camera. I'm like, yo, is that Jermichael Green? Because yeah, I'm from Memphis. So I mm-hmm. used to play in Memphis. I was like, yeah. that's Jermichael Green. And he's ordering wings. I'm like, hold on, what? So, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, should I say something? Should I, you know? And as he's walking away, because I guess he wasn't going to wait outside because there's probably going to end up being a crowd. But as he's walking away, Ask me what I say to him. Jermichael. I say, hey, I say, hey, yo, Jermichael. He turns around. I'm like, you know Lakers coming for that ass this year, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, we ready for him. I'm like, and I'm like no, y'all not. <laughs> he gets in the car. But I'm, bro, I'm yeah. so hyped for this season, man. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be fun. fun. Imagine talking shit to Jermichael Green. <laughs> I mean, I'll, you know, I'll talk to anyone, bro. I, I have I have no discrimination. You can get you know, I should have asked him Who's guarding Anthony Davis Cause he'd probably be like Me And then I could have Laughed in his face yeah. Recording from USC Annenberg Studio B This is Hoop and Holler I'm Eddie Sun Joined as always By Reagan Griffin And Julio Martinez Yeah So before we start Talking basketball i feel like it's necessary to address this nba china conflict very very it's very necessary and what we don't want to do is get bogged down into a political discussion sure because we'll be honest we're three students here we're learning we're not going to pretend like we know how socioeconomics and and international relations and geopolitics work (laughs) although i i did take a lot of poli sci classes last year well um Can can one of you give a little bit more context to so, the viewers who might not? So okay, so just just for uh, just to recap, right? just to recap on Friday, I want to say afternoon or evening, Daryl Morey, uh, general manager of the Houston Rockets, um, he tweeted out a picture which said, um, "Freedom, freedom for Hong Kong, or freedom, freedom of speech, or something like that." Yeah, like stand with stand Hong Kong. stand with Hong Kong, and obviously uh, China being the communist government that it is and uh, the government who who's so um, authoritarian authoritarian yeah. and involved in in media coverage and they own the 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 media network for the yeah for the nation CCTV um, obviously didn't like that and um, a lot of people didn't actually know the Hong Kong protests were going on but um, it was very I, I'm sure Daryl Morey didn't think that this would blow up this way um but that's that's pretty much the gist of it and we're here now on on sunday i want to say um the nba actually tweeted out uh something that it kind of sounded what people described it as a word salad and that's why adam silver on monday he came out with a press conference a statement which said we are not apologizing for Daryl exercising his freedom of expression. I regret, again, having communicated directly with many friends in China that so many people are upset, including millions and millions of our fans. It's a, obviously, it's a difficult situation. It's a lose-lose situation, and Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's the balance between profits versus principle or profits versus values. and obviously, a sports organization is not gonna tell or um, fix, or I don't even want to say the word fix, but tell how how another country should run its government. Yeah, yeah. and it's not their job either. It's, it's not, not. It's not their job. It's, it's not their job. Way beyond their scope. Like this, this is stuff that you know. Congress should be handling that, you know, ambassadors yeah. should be going to China and talking about. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I mean, the the merger and collision of politics and sports cannot be denied. And, oh, yeah. And I mean, oh, yeah. the NBA um, and China have 
or just the U.S. in general, U.S. companies are uh, in China, several, several of them. But the U.S. and China um, have had mutual interests. Um, just never had mutual values. Right. Yeah, that's um, a good way to put it. And and that's that's kind of where you see the diversion of it. Um, and it's just it's just really difficult because, I mean, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, you got to pull out of China." That's just not realistic. Adam Silver's job description: you got a you got a company to run. And I'm not saying, obviously, like forget support it. Yeah. But okay, you pull the NBA out of China. What does that fix politically? If you're so so, and it the. It's just because you know part of what I like about sports is it's uniting, right? In, in but in well, this case, it's it's dividing. Yeah, one thing I want to say this. Uh, shout out to Professor Felinzer who hey. actually told me about this article. Mm-hmm. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar actually did an article about that. So um, I don't want to get too political, but uh, to white America, sports ha- has been this uniting of moments and uh, remarkable moments. But mm-hmm. to Black America, it's been very uh, a divisive thing where you try to. Uh, put them in their place. Colin Kaepernick out of the league. Um, um, Muhammad Ali being arrested uh, for not going to Vietnam War. Um, but yeah, I, I I do get where you're coming from. I'm um, I'm looking at it from more of like a world perspective, right? Okay. And, you know, yeah, I just think you know, there's not many things that you'll see Americans, Europeans, and Chinese people, like you know, Asian people, all like you know, supporting and you know, like getting after. And you know, you see it in the Olympics, and then you see it with the NBA, yeah. and I just hate that, you know, Adam Silver didn't sign up to be in the government. He didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't run he didn't. for any elections. He this didn't. is this is beyond his scope. And, you know, again, not to get political, but I just wish that our government would take a little bit more ownership than yeah. this instead of just leaving it to the NBA and saying, well, y'all, okay. you know, that this is not his job. And, yeah. And as much as I love uh, Steve Kerr um, when, when he speaks out on the on these things. But it, it's Steve Kerr and others, like, when they approached him with these questions, mm-hmm. he said, no comment. I mean, because he, 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 he's, he's so not, outspoken about everything else. It, it's kind of like. Well, I, what, he, what he said I was, know. I don't know enough exactly. about the issue in Chinese history to, <laughs> to know about it. Which, no, you have a point because there's clearly, you know, like a, a, a side of. That's the when the moral, money comes right? in. And then the more moral wrong. But the truth is, there's a lot of people outside of Steve Kerr, like on Twitter, yeah. Just saying, yeah. oh, how can the NBA possibly, you know, still support China? Yeah. Which to me is just preposterous. Like, you're not we're supporting all, the government. We're, yeah. we're all a bunch of hypocrites, too, if yeah. you're saying no. that. Because the, the Apple, the iPhone you have, the, the, Get, the no, Mac no. laptops, and, and the I, shoes on This your is feet, what I brought right? up in class the other day. If you, if you, we don't, since you, we don't want to be critical or, I mean, uh, hypocritical, why do you have the Nike sign on your jersey? That's, that's exactly. you, there's a bunch of human rights problems. Um, within itself, there with in, in Indonesia and, and all that. So I mean, I mean, we, any, let's not be any hypocritical. Ap- any big apparel brand, yeah, you know, like yeah, any technology, any any brand that makes like tech, right? It's like and, and they and they say by the year twenty thirty, China is supposed to be uh, making up twenty percent of the NBA oh, revenue. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if it would would be more. Like you, you. I'm sorry for for all the people that are saying like. Pull out, pull out, but you just can't. You can't. You I can't. I mean, the thing is, it's not that. Who are we to tell them? No, how no, they that's what I'm government. saying. Of that's, course, why is the NBA the moral arbiters, right? Exactly. Here? That's not. That's not their well, job. It, I did want to touch on that though, because that's a good point. We again going back to this idea of not being hypocritical. What do we see in our? I'm not saying we don't have freedom of speech or whatever, but what do we see in our country today? Of course, we we're see, not perfect. We see exactly. protests getting suppressed, ending in police violence, just so, like in so. Hong who are Kong. we to go and snap and say, "Hey, exactly. we can't, yeah, like, like, man, look, why don't we? Why don't we take? Let's just look in the mirror first before we start. Let's keep know, that same energy and, domestically." And, right? and, and Adam Silver got criticized for playing both sides. You, I mean, not saying you have to. You, he's. He never so fully supported or said he supported the way they run their government. He clearly said, I regret the way they reacted to our like freedom of speech and what Daryl Morey said. Exactly. But he didn't yeah. He he, uh, he never he was never fully apologetic to the Chinese government and um for 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 Trump or anyone saying we're bowing down to China is it's not it's that's not fact. That's not, that's not, yeah, fact. That's not what it's it is. All fact. things considered, I think, you know, 
Adam Silver handled this the best way he possibly could have. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure if there's a better way to, to really go about it. What I mean, for, for, for the good of the NBA and the good of just, like, geopol geopolitical, yeah. like, Relations. relative peace. Yeah, I think that's the only thing Adam Silver could have done is release a statement that kind of, you know, took a Played middle ground. Side. Yeah. And what And what people really, like, the instant reaction of people is like, oh, why don't you take a really firm stance against China? But, but the problem is, it's not Adam Silver didn't become commissioner to to espouse these things. And, yeah. and I think the funny part is there's politicians, you know, like from both sides in our government and, that sent a letter to Adam Silver saying you shouldn't be I Ted guess Cruz, bowing down to China. Trump. Keep that yeah. same energy, Ted. And it's like, and, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't okay. see, I don't hear you speaking out. Like, like, I hate that people like to use, you know, situations like this and then go to the person at the center of the situation and try to use them as a puppet well, to, to push me, their political to me, agenda. This, to me, this is the government's job is exactly. that if they see things that are not good going on, like human rights violations in China, it's up to them to yeah. be vocal and address not, it, not, not to tell Adam Silver, yeah. the commissioner of the NBA, to talk about human rights violations. And, and, and it's, this it's this, this situation even gets more interesting, considering that the Rockets are probably yeah oh yeah the yeah. like China because Yao Ming the yeah. most popular team yeah. in China they, they are and and Yao Ming being the uh, basically the face yeah the face of, like, of Chinese basketball. CBA yeah, yeah. hashtag um, Adam Silver Greg Popovich twenty twenty <laughs> let's do it let's do it <laughs> come on anyway we're about a week into preseason. I think that's enough time Man, to make predictions about so what's going to happen by the end of the year. TV it is again. so good. I haven't watched preseason basketball. You got this questions? Much. Yeah, I got questions to give you, and you tell me if you agree, disagree, or what you think about. Them. So, is this Eddie Sunspots? If is that's what the, you want to call it. Yeah, segment, I'm calling it. A new segment on on hoop and holler. Eddie uh, Sunspots. The Sunspots. Uh, Eddie's last name is Sun, by the way, for people who don't know. <laughs> Eddie Sunspots. All right. First, first question Thanks, is about Eddie. Zion because, of mm. course, so got Zion to. has lived up to. Pretty much all the hype that we uh, gave, you know, that we kind of gave him so far, just one, just, just one. Oh, okay. And I, was about to say. <laughs> I mean, so the last game he scored twenty nine points on twelve of thirteen shooting. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's that type of stuff he was doing in okay, college. Okay, oh, okay. What's the question? He's look, he, he's looked, he's looked impressive. Let's just say that. But okay. is he an all star this year? No. Mm. Or <laughs> how many people make the all star team? I'm gonna make this right now. Uh, I think thirteen. Or I thought it was twelve. Team? Maybe maybe it's twelve, and then like no, added Dirk, Dirk last year. It's, tw it's definitely twelve. So okay, we got, uh, we got LeBron, Harden. We're just talking about the West. LeBron, yeah. you got Anthony, Anthony Davis, AD, Kawhi, Steph, yeah. uh, Steph, um, Kawhi, PG. Yeah, I know. Like I I took a look at the roster last year, and the people. And the players that are kind of up for debate at this point are maybe Jokic. Russell Westbrook. Nah, Russ, Russ is going to make it off pure fan voted. Yeah. I don't perhaps. think, I, I don't feel like Russell Westbrook doesn't have that many fans anymore. Like, I feel All like right. his fanship is dropping ever since he dropped the that first triple double season. The allure is kind of. Okay, start, I, I guess there's an argument because Zion is going to get a lot of fan votes That's, too. Okay. okay, okay. But then, so Clay was an all star last year. He's not going to be on this year, obviously. You got Cat, Carlin Cat. Towns. Yeah. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge was an All Star last year. Mm, that's that's up in the Not air. Not sure about that. Basically, who he's competing with Zion. That is, Drew Holiday, Donovan Mitchell, perhaps Luka Doncic, Chris Doncic, Kristaps. There's a I mean, it, Devin Booker. That, uh, you know, there's there's some names in there. Doncic. I will say no. D book. And that is purely on the fact that I don't think the Pelicans would be good. If the Pelicans were like say uh, a 7th seed at the time of the uh at, at the time of the All-Star game, I could see him making a, in a situation where you know even if he's averaging like 18 and 10 on, you know, 60% field goal from the field, I could see him making an All-Star. Now team. that I don't think the Pelicans will be all that. Now that I was making the list, I go back on what I just said. Mm, I can see that. Yeah, I was but I'm, I'm. He has to keep performing like that, which I don't think. Now, do you do you want us to make up. a definitive answer? Yes or no? No, you don't have to. You can be nuanced. No. <laughs> I'm. No. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna say no. Mm -hmm. But it's it's uh, very interesting. There. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. give the cop out answer, and I said well, maybe. I, I, I'll only say no because David Griffin has come out and said blatantly that we don't we're, we don't want to feature Zion and put all this pressure on him. Mm -hmm. And w when you have guys like Lonzo, Bi, Josh Hart, Drew Holiday, all these guys, JJ Redick uh, is going to be well balanced. Yeah. There's, across, there's a across lot the of weapons on that team. Yeah. I just I see it as 
because the Pelicans are going to be on national TV so much this year, and we're going to be talking about Zion mm-hmm. pretty I, much daily. I can see that now. Just it's just based crazy. off of it's fan popularity just, alone, we it's might not be crazy. voting him the, in. The thing with Zion is, I'm not sure how much he like. He's not he's not going to go out and average 25 a game or anything. But the plays that he does make and the plays that he does score on, there's they have such a wow factor yeah. to them that when you're looking at because the average person is not going to sit down and watch every Pelicans game. Yeah, but they're going to tune into I, ESPN and watch the top yeah, ten they're highlights. Go, they're going to see go Zion on, dunking all over yeah. everybody's head, and it's going to be like this dude's having a year. And they're going to go on Twitter and then see the, highlights of Zion. Oh yeah, it's significant to point out. Also, uh, NBA play or basketball players in general, when you're playing games that don't matter, one, the competition is less. Two, you're you don't want to get hurt. That's always in the back of players' minds. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get hurt. So, I mean, are you saying he, Zion's not, gonna play like that? Or no, 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 no. I'm saying like the competition he he's gone up, he went up against. Uh-huh. He, like he's not gonna get 29. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna be something normal for him in my sure. Opinion. Maybe not 29, but yeah. but I think in preseason he's shown. That the what the skills that he had in college that everyone's talking about Are they translate to the, to the NBA. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. All right, next question. Ben Simmons lost his three card. I told Called y'all. It the three card. Didn't I say it? Believe in the three. All right, let me. I believed it. Let me let, let me get let me get out the question first. All right. Can we consider him a shooter now? No. No, not a shooter, but uh, somebody who can shoot a basketball like respectably. Mm, no. I can see him shooting like. Thirty-three percent from three, which is enough. Oh, that, that's, that's enough. Hell that's no. Thirty-three percent. He can't shoot no. Devin Booker shot thirty-two percent from no, three. I mean, last not on year. volume, like like a Devin Booker. So how, how many? Well, how many threes do you think he's taking per game? Three. One, three, and he makes one. I think I think he's taking less than one per game. Le- yeah, he, yeah take, I agree. He'll be taking agree. like one three every like three games. Me too. I I agree with that. I agree with that. See, the funny thing about okay, if I'm playing pickup right, mm-hmm. and, I, and and I hit my first three. I, I start pulling. I get a little more loose with it. Yeah, and he but hit his first three. I, I feel like he might be a well, little more here, loose here's, with it now. Here's how he hit his first three. There's 10 seconds on the clock before the half ends. Playing against a He's no dribbling up. Team. Joel Embiid is standing at He's the like, half-court line it, because, shoot like, it, dude, shoot, shoot it. it. And he does that three times, and then Ben's like, I, I guess. And then he makes it. Like, I, he basically hesitated for five seconds to shoot the ball. I saw, I mean, I saw the play, but it's just like... Once you hit that first one, man, and he saw the nah, reaction to it, I, nah. I don't know. I, I see him putting up three nah. a game and making one. No, nah, that's, that's not good. I thought that shot was kind of fluky. Too. It was very I mean, fluky. it looks smooth. But yeah, the thing, the shot Damn, looks smooth. No, but it's no about, it doesn't. No, it, it doesn't. It when, no, no, no. no. Let, let me tell you something about shooting mechanics. When you got the ball o- literally over your head, that's not how you shoot. One, his elbow's out, and two, his wrist... He doesn't. That's true. His elbow is out. Yeah. So I, his I, shooting mechanics at least, at least are once awful. he once he like goes up into the shooting motion, it doesn't look like there's any wasted energy. His there. his shooting mechanics are awful. I mean, mechanics versus you know outcome. And I, I've never been like a huge proponent of your mechanics have to be like JJ Reddick or But you know, if like I look at a guy like Jaron Jackson, his shooting mechanics are like kind of ugly, but he gets the job done. Or, if he's or, open from three. Or you if you really look at uh, Kevin Martin. Yeah, Kevin yeah, Martin was Kevin always Martin. that. But yeah, so it's, boy it's can just knock just down like, three. I, I, don't, I don't care what your mechanics look like. It, he seems as like long he has you an practice, but three-point shot. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's about the mental process. Like, to him, like, when he has the ball in his hands, the first thing on his mind is to still, drive like, drive, pass. right, pass. And I think, like, the hundred things on his mind is to shoot. Yeah, but... And that and that's why he's did, just did, did you see the media when, when they were interviewing him and they asked him, like, uh, are you going to make a three? And he got all pissed off. Did he? I didn't yeah. even see this. He he was he was saying like smart ass answers and it, it it's in his head. It's I mean, been it, in his it's got to be interesting and because he made a three and then like Joel and B just like mugs. That's him, what which I'm is saying. Like he's do, an do NBA you th- player. Do you think? Do you like, think that affects your mindset when when the crowd is going well, wild? Okay, the same thing Eventually, happened last year. I think it's going to be normal. The same thing happened last year where Markel Fultz made a normal and they jumper go up and, and they're like just cheering. And, and like no, and as a player, him. let me tell you, like that. That's like okay, bro. Like okay, like, like that's calm be down, bro. Like that. That's what I do. Like, like he's an NBA player. He made yeah, a three. Bro. Like everyone in the NBA makes. I'm three. not saying he's gonna dribble, pull up, step back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I think in the the course, Ben Simmons is a high IQ basketball player. Through the flow of offense, if he gets open threes, which I'm pretty sure he will, because I'm not he sure will people get are gonna respect he will get it yet. Wide open. I think he will get wide open threes. And wide open. I think he's confident enough to pull those now. After after one made after three? one, I mean that's a product of what he's done. It's not just one made three. It's a product of an off season of working on his jumper, and that clearly has paid dividends. What, he takes that what, same shot last year. What it might hit nothing but backboard. What I do, what I do see him doing is, I mean, since he loves to post up and he has, he has really good touch around the rim, um, and you do see him 
doing this more and more is like little little seven foot fadeaways. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he is doing that more and more. Or like you can. Well, I was gonna say you can run pick and pop with him, but now that I'm thinking about it, who's uh, the second ball handler on that team? Tobias. Yeah, that's fine. Eh. Well, Josh Richardson. I was saying like you can he can work some mid range into his game and then stretch out to the three point line. I just don't think after one three we can crown him like he's. Hey, I'm not crowning him. I'm just saying I think it's yeah, viable. Thirty three percent is realistic. Ready. I think to answer your question, no. <laughs> yes. Well, oh wait, not not a shooter. Not a but shooter. He can but shoot. is he going to shoot yes. threes? No. Yes. Like consistently. Yes. Next regularly? question. Yes. All right. Next, next question. question. Yesterday, Steph dropped forty six and six on fourteen of nineteen shooting Early in twenty five minutes of action. So my question is: Is he the MVP favorite? Yes. I, I said it last week um, with Clay out and Steph obviously saying like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rest. I'm, I'm gonna play how I play. I'm gonna play all these minutes, um, and f- with no sign of of management or ownership saying that they're going to rest him and stuff, I think he's easily uh, should be the front runner for MVP. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Season. Yeah, I mean he's in a situation where it, it, it's him. It's maybe Taylor you can hand it, you, yeah. Maybe you can hand it off to Dan, D'Angelo Russell or not, but yeah. you got Alfonso McKinney, Omari Spellman, all these like no name, you know, freaking pulled him off the street. Hey, you don't you, you don't know basketball? them if you're like, not a yeah basketball. Yeah. And it's like it, it's um. Yeah, he's and, and, this, and this was an easy forty points too. Just watching the high, I mean that that's how Steph gets his points. So it looks, <laughs> it just looks effortless. And Draymond being the way he is, like always wanting to feed stuff. Yeah, and, and even D'Angelo Russell, although he is a, is a score first guard, I guess he, it was staggering still the minutes passes. yesterday too. Yeah. So they had D'Angelo playing with the bench squad when Steph so, was on the yeah Steph was resting early MVP. I see. Yeah. So all three of us think Steph is the early MVP favorite. So I guess most definitely. to add on. I, I have him averaging 35 points per game this year. Mm. Where do you guys have him at? I don't I, just like I just, have nothing wrong with that, but um, from like a prediction standpoint, but as I said with general management, I don't see why you're doing this though. Why not like let him you don't want to play him in my opinion. You don't you want mean to play in preseason. Him. Like why is he doing well, this? Well, preseason and, and throughout the season, you, as long as you get like Eight set, make it to the playoffs mm-hmm. is well, what I'm saying. He's going to be the but, reason, and his volume and his usage is going to be the I mean, reason they I, get to the playoffs. So I he's agree. Gonna to, he's going to have. To I shoot agree, the ball. but you don't want to run him to into the ground for a season that's. Well, not you, you never. The thing is, know. though, like if you if you say, "Hey, Steph, it's okay to average 25," where are you getting the rest of your points from? D'Angelo Russell and D'Angelo. Uh, that's it. Exactly. So that's Steph's going to yeah. have to put up. I can t- I'll, I'll take 35. I'll take 35. I, I can see 35. I mean, he, he's going to have to put up shots. That's just how it is. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Kobe, who also averaged 35. Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't steps steps win MVP without the threes. And didn't win MVP. Robbery, but. <laughs> Imagine giving Steve Nash that MVP. That's crazy. Over Kobe and over Shaq. But that, that's just another All right. discussion for another Next day. question. Rajon Rondo is getting extended run in these Lakers preseason games right now. So I mean, my question is, is he going to be the Lakers starting point guard by, well, be, well, by season opening? Well, are, are, okay, so how I like to do lineups, I, I like to do lineups on how based on how I think teams should and will finish mm-hmm. games. Yeah, so like I don't finishing really, lineups. Yeah, I don't really right. care yeah. about um, starting lineups. Can I see him being the starting point guard? Sure. He he did really well last year, like up until the, the Warriors game, um, where he also, I think he also yeah. got hurt, right? In, in yeah, that Warriors I mean, game. How, how impactful he was was debatable. No, he, it's, it's he, debatable. he led he led the team to the win, to the dub that game. Oh, yeah, okay, that one um, game. Yeah. But... I don't think he's a bad option as starting point guard, um, but would I have him in my finishing lineup? No, 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 no. I, I think the uh, the more you have, uh, I think you need to minimize the amount that you have LeBron and Rondo on the court at the same time. I agree with that. As as they're both ball dominant facilitators, yeah. you yeah. just dictating you, where guys exactly. should go. They, they don't yeah. need to be on the court at the same time. So for that reason, I don't think he should be in the starting lineup. But do you see it? I, I think it. our starting lineup is going to be that lineup that we sent out in our first preseason game, Avery Bradley. Um, well, can, can you Andy do it Green. from the standpoint where uh, Kuzma is going to be back, though? I think Kuzma comes off the bench. Yeah. I, and I, think, I mean, uh, well, I guess I'm doing it from like the finishing lineup. Okay, if we're doing yeah. a finishing lineup, of course I, I know I know who my, the finishing lineup is, but we won't get into mm-hmm. that right now. I mean, to me, I don't think the Lakers should start. Rondo because his game and LeBron's game just clash. Oh, yeah, he, and he was a, he was a good last year to begin with. That that's just he, he did he did good against the Blazers in the opener too. 
Yeah, I, well, okay. In in certain games, he'll be impactful, but like throughout the season, I, like I, he's just not he's not a winning player anymore. He just has the ball too well, much and he can't shoot. And those he can players, shoot a little bit now. He can yeah, he can shoot he's better. Not, he's not gonna create a shot off the. No, he's not. He, he'll he, create a shot for others and for yeah. Anthony Davis in the pick and roll. That that's oh, almost yeah, unstoppable. But then, you get so that means you get Danny Green in the corner and and Rondo and AD in a pick and roll. I'm not even yeah. thinking Rondo and AD. I'm thinking LeBron. let's run it back to 2010 and put Rondo and Dwight in that in that pick and roll, bro. The dominate. <laughs> Damn, they would be great 2009, you know, team. And 2019, but it, it comes full circle. I, I I do agree with uh, Reagan. So like, I don't think he should be starting, but staggering. It just LeBron. seems like the Lakers organization likes Rajon a lot. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a, a smart leader. player. Yeah. he's a smart player, good leader. He's just I mean, he's smart. Passer. He's high IQ. Like all of that, but he's not a winning player anymore. Anyways, I think he, anyways, okay, let's move on. The Rockets' offense has looked very disjointed so far. As in, it's been Harden, you do something, and then next possession, I, Westbrook do something. So my question is, is Harden or Westbrook going to be frustrated with their role by course, the year's end? I, I think. Oh, by the year's end. Yeah, well, like I think initially, frustrated. when when two superstars come together. Or two guys with superstar reputations come together, it's just it's natural to happen. is is bound to happen. Um, your turn, my turn. It, it happened with with PG and Russ. It happened with D Wade and and, and uh, LeBron the first year. So it, it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen with two ball dominant guys. And but do I think they'll fix it by the end of the year? No. 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 That, I that's guess, the only. I thing. guess the better way to phrase this question is: Is one of them going to want out by the end of the year? No. 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 Mm-hmm. Russ, Russ doesn't want to play on on three teams in like two years. I think they're, they're year. too good of friends. I think to, that's what I'm saying. To one of them, for one of them to want out, but I can see one of them being frustrated very easily, whether mm-hmm. internally or externally. I think that guy would be Westbrook because ultimately it's James Harden's. Yeah, it's James, James Harden's, Harden's organization. So, yeah, I, I could I could see Russell Westbrook because he's he's just playing in a role that he's just not used to. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he's a guy just just. He needs to be on a team with, you know, average to subpar players doing whatever he wants. Three-point shooter. Yeah. And we've seen already that Russell Westbrook leading his own team hasn't been that successful. James Harden leading his own team, he's only taken them so far in the playoffs. Now you you put them together, but they're still kind of running their own team. It's like James Harden, you have the ball, everyone everyone else is still standing around him, and then he dribbles and then isos and does something, and then next time it's Westbrook. So really, you just traded four first-round picks for a guy and didn't really change anything about your team. But you got two guys that are good individual players that can't lead their team very far. And there's an argument for Russ, and I love Russ, but and I think he gets a lot of hate, hatred and, and whatever, um, but there's an argument to be had, is he even... Does he do more damage than good? Um, yeah, I think a there's team. a legit argument. There's there is a legit argument, and, and I, I I hate saying that, but um, yeah, yeah. To me, he's better served taking only somewhere around ten shots a game. That's what I'm saying. He'd be, I, I he'd f- be a really good player if he focused on defense and distributing exactly. the ball. I was saying that in in there is a world where you know somehow James Harden and Russell sit down and they. They somehow, because I think there's somewhere that they overlap where they could be something special, Mm -hmm. but they can't get to that point unless they're both willing to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's not going to have to be, you know, James Harden, then Russell Westbrook sacrifices everything or vice versa. I think they're both going to have to sacrifice a little bit. But in a perfect world, I can see Russell Westbrook bringing the ball up and distributing and almost I can see a very lethal pick and roll. Yeah, between those two, if they could run it to to perfection. Well, well do you th- would you want James Harden at the point and Russ at the two? I'd want Russell Westbrook at the point because I, he has you want the, him distributing. He has the vision to do that. It's just a lot of times his his passing is more of a I'm gonna drive and then kick out. Like, and yeah. the the problem the problem with uh, and a lot of people have suggested like Charles Barkley have suggested that um, what I just said, but Russell Westbrook can't. Shoot, catch, and shoot three. He doesn't need oh, to yeah. if, he's mean, the, he, if he's the pick and roll handler. He yeah. well, he he needs to be a threat at least. Yeah. to shoot. Yeah. and the thing is, he had one of the maybe, if I have it right, he might have been the worst shooter in the league last shooting. year. Just just all, like, catch like shoot. true shooting, effective field goal yeah. and, and for Daryl Morey to be like this stat analytic expert coming out of MIT and all that, and getting guys like Car- like Melo and Russ, like 
I, I don't know. The thing is, Daryl Morey he has just likes always, to collect talent. Yeah, he like he 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 collects talent first and foremost, and then he tries to do something with them. Yeah, but like, how, why do you expect that of guys who have had like phenomenal basketball careers and who are gonna be like undisputably Hall of Famers? Like, you're not gonna fix your game. To answer my own question, I do think just because Harden and Westbrook's egos are very large, and we've seen that throughout the years, someone's gonna be mad. By years, I mean, it's okay. gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna flare up. I, I could, yeah, be, but that's gonna fall on D'Antoni. I could opinion. be um, picturing an idealistic world, but I just see James Harden and Russell Westbrook got to OKC around the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. they both were in a deferential role to Kevin Durant. Yeah. Then they both had the opportunity on their own team, and they both won MVPs, and they fulfilled mm-hmm. that, you know, that wish to say, "Hey, I can do this I on can my do own." It too. You think they're going to buy into a collective but will to win? They neither one of them have yet. They have yet to hit that peak, right, mm-hmm. and get to the championship. And I think that ultimately, that's idealistic. It's, just, it's, just, it's idealistic, but I could see a situation where James Harden and Russell Westbrook say, "Hey, we know we can both do the individual thing. Let's go try to win a chip." I just question if that's what they want because it just doesn't seem like they care about winning more than they care about. Stat padding. Well, no, 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 no. I don't think you get no, to no, that level. For, for a basketball player, though, let me defend Russ on this front. He wants to win so bad that he thinks the ball in his hand and, and him doing it his way, and he believes it wholeheartedly, yeah. is better than than giving it up sometimes mm-hmm. or doing a different play, running a different play. So that that's where I, I feel like the media kind of criticizes him too much because mm-hmm. he does want to win. He wants to oh, win yeah. so badly. He, he definitely wants to win. But his decision making is we, obviously the, not. The, the we problem. saw Russell take a deferential role to Paul George. Oh, yeah. He, in the he, first he half deferred. of the season. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. We saw, it, we saw it be successful. And then once Paul George had those injuries, and then he, he had, had to take over. And then, then Russell started going back to his own. I Russ had to take over. He doesn't say he had to. He had to. He felt like he might have had to. I forgot the numbers when he gets a triple double, but let me defend him on that point too because he they're like they're like 85 and i think they have like a 70 percent win right, they have a great record, record when he gets a triple double but at the same time when when most players get a triple double they have maybe not now but it, it should be higher winning percent I mean, ultimately just, just my from point the being we've seen stats. russell westbrook be able to oh know, yeah step back in it, it, be humble toward, to, exactly be to humble certain. to push towards a common goal of winning now yeah. if you can keep that consistent at I think there's we'll a way where they figure it, it just, out. I'll never challenge Westbrook's like willingness to work hard. It's just it doesn't matter how hard you work if you're not being smart. smart. About yeah, it. yeah, that, yeah. That that goes back to what I was saying too. Um, but yeah, that that's where I feel like he gets criticized a little bit Anyways, too much. We'll see this season. All right, should we move on? Should we move on to Eastern Conference and yeah, predicting where she's going to end up? So all right. So before we start. Let's just preface by saying instead of explicitly putting teams into seeds and like where we think they'll end up in the standing, we categorize them by tiers and shout out to Reagan and his kind of Love infatuation with anime. anime. Yeah. So, shout out, you know, all I, my fans out there of One Punch Man. This is I, for y'all. I just want to say I like this much better than than like the numbers ranking because mm-hmm. I when I do rankings, I never do it by the regular season. I always right. do it by the playoffs, and yeah. I really appreciate it. It's a little this. more fluid, yeah. 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 It kind of combines both. So to categorize the tiers, at S tier, we're basically saying a team is a title contender. A tier are teams that are pushing for the conference title and could possibly make it. B tier teams are definite playoff teams, but they probably won't go very deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. C tier teams are like on the brink of making the playoffs and fighting for a spot. D teams are just lottery teams mm-hmm. or sorry D tier teams or lottery teams and then F tier is just garbage yes garbage alright so let's start with who we have at S tier Reagan S tier I had two teams uh, Milwaukee and Philadelphia I think that's I think I think that's, 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 that's across the board I mean that's Eastern Conference there, there's clear it's a two headed monster out there and it, it's it's Giannis and it's him so who do you have like higher in the standings though in the wait, standings wait, in, or in the stand- who I think is going to or, yeah. or, or, or either yeah cause who do you think is going to advance to the finals oh, okay. between the two I have the Milwaukee Bucks winning but it's uh, that's very loose because this Eastern Conference is kind of confusing right now yeah, so, and the so, regular season will tell us a lot so I, I, I had both obviously both those teams up there too the only thing I hate about the Sixers is their bench yeah exactly and, and yeah. lack of like uh, Mike Scott is their bench best well, bench player right well now. they have they have Mike Scott, Trey Burke, and Zaire Smith. What I will say about their limited James bench— James Ennis isn't bad. Yeah, yeah. What I will say about their limited bench is that when you get to the playoffs, you're only playing eight players anyway. So, sure. I, I mean, it, it's not 
as big of a deal as people are making it out to seem. But I'll go with the Sixers to your question mm-hmm. um, over the Bucks, just because of Malcolm Brogdon. And I know he was hurt yeah, throughout I, the playoffs. I, I can see it. But... I, and I know they kind of replaced him with Wes Matthews, but he's not—he's he, he's, he's not, he's not, not Malcolm Brogdon. So uh, they're going to miss him so much. That that three point—I think he was forty from three, fifty uh, just field goal percentage, yeah. and ninety from. And the, he was and he was line. easily hitting that mark too. And yeah, I, I took that into account when I did mine, but I still take the Bucks because. Chris Middleton was kind of bad last year, and it was unlike him. The, and I feel the like he's, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just in general, well, in regular he was season okay. He was better in the playoffs, but regular season, yeah, I think he has more to give. And mm-hmm. I, I think, I think their their biggest addition was Wes Kyle Korver, who will play in zero defense and probably will he won't be able to be out there on the floor in, in yeah. the playoffs. Not not defense in minutes. And, no, Giannis can guard two people. And and Rob <laughs> and, and Robin Lopez. Yeah, and Drag and Drag and Bender. Uh, yeah, we don't George really Hill did very well last in the, in the playoffs last season, and Ersan Ilyasova, um, pretty good player um, for mm-hmm. them. He'll be a good stretch for. Um, I I have the Bucks over the Sixers, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if either team. I mean, it's fluid. End up, yeah. yeah. To me, so what the Sixers really did this offseason is identify that the Bucks were really their only challenge. And, and went big. Yeah, and and they just got the personnel to be able to defend Giannis. Hor- yeah, Hor- because because Horford has stopped Giannis throughout his career. And stopped Giannis well. and Embiid. And then you was have on his own team <laughs> as well. And then you also have like big def- like the, Ben Simmons around him. The only thing is, because uh, that's obviously going to be the the five when they end games: Tobias, mm-hmm. Horford, Jay Rich, Embiid, and Simmons. Yeah. Uh, where where's uh, that? I mean, I'll, I'll give the ball to Tobias, but who who gonna be shooting? And I know Josh Richardson. All right, shooter, mm-hmm. pretty good shooter. Ben Simmons, but <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, cause cause Bucks can last year they showed uh that they can be lethal from threes. I, I forgot who they went up against in the first few rounds. I know against Boston, they against just, Boston, yeah, they just that's, out, they just out. That executed. that's the only thing I have against the Sixers, the Bucks going off from yeah. three. Uh, well, to your point, Malcolm Brogdon's absence is going to be huge on the Bucks, I think, especially in the playoffs because he's just he's such an a underrated too. player. Yeah, at, at, he because he was guarding Kawhi throughout that series and like kind of effectively to a certain point. Like he has the versatility to switch on to bigger wings because he can kind of hold he's his long. Own. He's and then, long. And then just from an offensive standpoint, he's smart. He was probably their best shooter last year and best compatible player next to Giannis. He's just smart. Yeah. yeah. He's and and then he has like sneaky ball handling skills. Yeah, he he's a he's a good high he's a high IQ player. He's gonna be missed a lot by the Bucks. And and what you did was replace what is like a three and D player on steroids, which was Malcolm Brogdon, with like a West. kind of three kind of D player in Wes Matthews. So that that'll be interesting to see how they fit in that to the the shooting guard spot yeah. in Milwaukee. Okay, so A tier teams. I got so I had three teams in this. In this tier, mm-hmm. I got the Pacers. Assuming, of course, Vic comes back in December, like the owner general manager said, and him like being able to pick it up towards the end of the season. Um, I I don't think they'll be like a top two, top three seed, but we're not doing mm-hmm. seeds here. Um, so I got them. Uh, also with the addition of uh, Jeremy Lamb, I thought was pretty good, and T.J. McConnell is all right. Or T.J. Um, Warren too, right? And T.J. Warren. They, they have three they both, T.J.s on both. that team. I love and, that team. And the, I, and, I do. And the two other teams I got are uh, the Raptors and the Nets. Okay. Hmm, I was think Thank goodness you said the Nets because we almost had the same list. Um, I yeah. have the Raptors, the Pacers, and the Celtics. Um, <laughs> I, to, to speak to the Pacers, <laughs> I, I love that team. I, I like just the roster. I love makeup, that team too. It's yeah, so well-rounded. It, it's top to bottom. There's talent everywhere, yeah, and they're so well coached. Exactly, yeah. and I think Brogdon. We were just talking about him. I think now is the time Perfect. we see him escalate from like a really good role player to somewhat of a star. And, yeah. yeah, and his fit. I feel like next to Vic when I he mean, comes they back, can run combo I think, guards back and forth. I oh, yeah. think that could yeah. be dangerous. Oh yeah, I, I think, think that, that could be dangerous. Great, that's a great one-two combo no for doubt. me. I only have one A-tier team, mm. and that's the Pacers. I think okay. they're the only team that could challenge the Bucks and the Sixers to make it to the conference final. The only reason I'd put the Raptors up there is because of their depth and their length. When you got when you got the ability to play defense with OG Ananubi, uh Norman Powell, and Siakam. Okay. And Siakam for sure. Siakam and Norm, Norman Powell's a very good defender. Very, very He's good a rugged defender. defender. And, and uh 
I've never really liked Cal Lari, but I mean, I mean, he, they, he did pretty well. They have they have Gasol Ibaka still and Van Vliet, kind of Van Vliet, Van Vliet. Uh, that's my guy. And that that's a pre- that's a pretty deep roster. I mean, that's, and a, still, that's a roster that you know tore up the Eastern Conference without Kawhi when he was out. And, yeah, yeah, so. and you still got it's just in the playoffs when you need a bucket. Are you telling Siakam to that, get you? A that that that's my that's my biggest problem. That's my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. And what you're gonna give it to Lowry? I've never trusted him, and I still don't trust him. Even though what he even, that one game though, he did yeah. last year in the finals. I mean, he was good last year in the playoffs. Yeah, he was. He was right. for once. Right. See, I only have the Pacers in the as an A tier team, and I actually have them as the two seed. I know we're not doing seedings, but I have them as a two seed above the Sixers, just because they're such a in the regular season. They're such a good regular season team. Like oh. they like they'll be they'll play hard every single oh. game. Like last year, once Victor. Oladipo went out to injory, and they did pretty Boyan well. Bogdanovich was their best offensive player. They pretty much played. That's a pretty much huge loss for them. That's true. Although they replaced him with TJ Warren, and kind of hoped that he could do a similar, similar. He's not as good. Let me ask y'all this: What's y'all's issue with Boston? Because I'm the only one who has. All right, so all right, so I have Boston. Um, uh, should we move on to the next year? I had the. Let's talk about the Celtics because I have them as a B tier team. Okay, so yeah, me too. So, okay, when you have. When you have okay, it, in my opinion, Kemba is a downgrade from Kyrie. If you want to make the argument he's going to be an upgrade because he's a better locker room guy, fine. He's a liability on defense. Number one, Tatum Kyrie was to a certain point. I guess. T- Tatum is the next liability on defense. Ooh, Cantor, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. He's with that. he has length, but he doesn't do anything with it. I think he plays pretty solid defense. He, I think he's all right. Solid. Cantor. You can't say nothing about Canton. I mean, yeah, he's not that great of a defender. Okay, and then when you lose Marcus Morris and Al Horford, when you depended on Al Horford, Al Horford wholeheartedly to guard Embiid and Giannis, that's a huge loss. I think that's a bigger loss than Kyrie. In my All right, opinion. yeah, that's fine because you replaced him with Kemba. But what, what's going under the radar is Marcus Morris. Mm. He was okay last year. He I, was in their finishing to me, lineup. To me, this is why their team's not going to be good. Ennis Cantor is your starting center. And, Th- and that, that's what I'm saying. And, and I don't know who's your backup. Taco and, Fall. Man. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how y'all betting against Taco Fall. I don't care who you are. You can't shoot over that. I, I Okay. I'm joking, but halfway. <laughs> I, I'm halfway joking. All right, okay? so. Because he, he, all he legitimately has to do with Embiid is stand there. Now, he can't move with Embiid, but if Embiid's taking threes, I'm living. If I'm he, if I'm the Celtics. Embiid killing him. A- I don't Embiid know. killing him if, if I don't they know. go against I'm, each other. I'm a believer in Taco Fall. I am. All right. I think he's the type of dude who can and, just stand there with his hands up and make uh, any shot difficult. Right, the the right, Celtics who, don't expect him to play who, that much. Who, who's going to guard Who's going to guard Giannis? Or Embiid, since no, since Horford w- was the one. Doing I mean, well, I who's, 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 okay. Let me let me ask you this: Who in the NBA is guarding Giannis? Um, Kawhi. Well, I mean, like yeah, you're uh, gonna need like you, two, three guys yeah, to guard exactly. him. You can scheme around it, but like he's this the 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 Bucks are a team that's like you can you can't really stop Giannis. He's just gonna be Giannis. But yeah. what you can do is stop everything else. I just to me. I'm just even thinking about regular season, and they have Ennis Cantor being their last line of defense, which is not defense at all. So that so, that that so, to me, it's like they used to they used to be good in the regular season just because they could work hard with Al Horford as their anchor. Yeah. But now they have Ennis Cantor, and that's just yeah. that's just not gonna. Yeah. Work. So you see them as conference contenders. Me and Eddie see them as like one winning one round uh, or right. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, that I think they'll make. The I think they'll make the make the playoffs, but I don't see them getting past um, the yeah, second I'm round. Top to bottom, this roster. I mean, I'm also betting on the fact that Gordon Hayward's going to look better than he did last year. That's fine. That, that's that's because fine. his ACL. You know, that's that fine. first season. It's just in back, today's NBA, great. you need a solid rim protector, and I don't see. They have him. a seven six dude. He's not going to play. Gonna play not gonna play They're going to run him off the floor. Not yet, but I promise you. I promise you. I thought the, the they I might be forced to this. play him if if the Perhaps, Sixers go think, with their big line. I think you're buying into too much hype because I'm not, I'm not buying into hype. I'm buying into hype. <laughs> it's a difference. All right, so Here, um, and here's a guy we haven't even mentioned yet. But what about Robert Williams? Nah, that's a dude that can yeah, be a player. I think he's getting if he can get his head on straight. That's that's a. I, I mean, at this me, point, I hate advocating for the Celtics. So, but uh-huh. I, I I see the talent there, and if. Apparently, Jason Tatum, I don't know, he's going to scapegoat Kobe and say he had a bad season last year because Kobe on, put some bad. Come on, that was Yeah, that was BS on, to me. Bro. I'm like, You maybe, wish you were Kobe. I'm like, that thing, okay, say he put some bad habits into you. Like, let's just let's just give you that. that That's just social media like, talk. That, no, that was Jason Tatum, apparently. Yeah, but, his trainer, I, I follow Drew Hanlon, and, mm. and uh, I've trained with one of Drew Hanlon's trainers before. But, yeah, Drew Hanlon 
put that up on Instagram. Hey, D Kobe. Come, that's and, disrespect, and, bro. And even because Kobe's game probably doesn't fit in the NBA, whatever. Let's give him that. Let's say he turned him into a mid-range shooter or whatever you want to call it. Y'all that won't last the entirety of the season, Jason. It gives you, you can maybe like run 20 games before you realize, okay, this isn't working. You changed something. Like, no, you, you had a bad year, whatever. You can't put that on Kobe. Exactly. And there's yeah. a reason people are still going to Kobe for advice on, yeah. on basketball yeah. things is because Kobe Kobe knows his SHIT. So, so I, before but before we go on to uh-huh. B tier to the B tier, I just wanted to mention TJ Warren. Last year he he was injured for half the year, but he kind of was under the radar during the regular season of 58% true shooting. That that's 48% from the field, 42% from three on four threes a game. Like he's he's a bona fide scorer and uh, his role in Phoenix wasn't really defined. They just kind of gave him the scorer, ball but, yeah. and said get buckets. But in Indiana, if you put him in that Boyan Bogdanovich role, I think he can be. He can fill sneaky in good. enough. Yeah. People, people will start yeah. knowing his name. Um, so in the B tier, I have um, like the Celtics, like I just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, for all the reasons why I dropped them that low, um, and Miami. Yeah, Miami. That's yeah. it. <laughs> B tier, I have Brooklyn and I have Orlando. 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 Yeah, I, I mean, what's changed? Uh, we, what's changed about that team that nothing. made the playoffs last year? Aside from the fact that they added Markel, who looks pretty good. Well, I mean, by the same argument, that's also the same team that made it to the playoffs, but, like, barely, like, eked out a spot above Charlotte when they were mediocre last year in Miami. The, you, I mean, they okay, were 60 okay. last year, weren't they? They were They were seven. Okay, seven. All, I, I just want to say, like, all these teams, except maybe the Hornets, and even then— Oh, you can look at you can go down the road. Oh, that player's pretty good. Oh, that player's pretty good. Oh, that player's pretty good. But you just can't trust. I, I'm never gonna trust the Magic. Here, like, here's my thing, right? They made the playoffs with that roster last year, mm-hmm. and do you think they wanna, got better? We, we want to talk about yeah, because here's the thing: they have young guys that are just developing their games. Perhaps. And I, I think those individual young players. I thought Julio was walking away because I said they got better. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I look at a guy. I mean, we talk about the length of the Bucks. Mm-hmm. How about the length of this team? True. I think they can be yeah, locked down defensively, but, but someone's got to get them a bucket on the other end. What, I'm looking yeah. at a guy like Fournier. I'm looking at a guy who's looking mm. pretty darn good right now in Fultz. I'm eh, looking at Vucevic. Eh, Fultz, see, the eh, thing, Fultz has looked good because our expectations I'll of go, him are, can he take I'll, a jump shot? I'll go, down, I'll, I'll go down the whole roster. I mean, eh, the dude is the number one pick for a reason. I'll go down the whole roster, and it's like, eh, all right, Fultz, eh. I mean, Vucevic, it was last year. But Vucevic, okay. I think so last year, Jonathan I think Isaac, they made the playoffs. Jonathan Aaron, Isaac can be a baller. Aaron that Gordon. Dude can be a baller. Aaron Gordon. Uh, Aaron Mo Bamba. Uh, Fournier. Oh, okay. I mean, Terrence Ross is all right. They, Aminu they have, is a they pretty have good potential, addition. But to me, they made the playoffs last year in, because they got hot in the second half because teams didn't really care about Orlando. And they legit got their defensive personnel together and they shut down teams. And I think it was a combination of their opponents being kind of lackadaisical and then Orlando solidifying into a defensive identity even though on offense they were just basically like Vucevic do something and then they didn't have any weapons elsewhere so you think them and the Nets it would be a very competitive series because the net, I mean, the Nets, I think they got Kyrie, week. Karis, Joe Harris, mm-hmm. uh, DJ, Jared Allen, Dinwiddie, Torian Prince. Like, I mean, outside of Kyrie, I'm not all that impressed. I'm not in, I'm not in me relation. neither. I mean, th- this is the but, same team last year with DeAndre Jordan that made the playoffs with D'Angelo Russell as your primary ball handler, the, the Nets. Right, and they, they didn't do all that much better than the Magic did. So what's what's really the upgrade between D'Angelo Russell and Kyrie Irving? Is it significant enough? For I, me? Think it I think is. I think so. Ky- I think so. Kyrie Irving is is can create in so many more different ways than D'Angelo can. And not saying D'Angelo is a bad player, but Kyrie's a tier above. I mean, so I, I didn't even say my B tier teams yet. I have the Raptors, Nets, Celtics, and Heat. I think they're all. I mean, one of them have to make it to the second round just because there's four so teams there. So let, let's talk. Let's touch on Miami because me and you have Miami. Yeah. On did there. you have Did you have Miami? I have Miami no. in C tier. Oh wow. So. Uh, let, I, I just want to name the roster uh, so f- people listening can know. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Dion Waiters, Goran Dragic, uh, Tyler Hero, Harrow, whatever, uh, Justice Winslow, Myers Leonard, James Johnson, who actually got sent home, <laughs> Bam Adebayo, Kelly Olenek, and Derek Jones. They have a sneaky deep roster. Sneak, yeah, it, it's sneaky. It's deep, but there's too many guards. There, I I agree. Way with that. too many. Guards. I agree with that. Like, yeah. they, 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 no, to me, I see it as they have a lot of weapons at every position. And last year, 
And a couple years ago, they just had a lot of mediocre players that they were trying to put together. But now they have a guy that can assume that. I mean, how many many guys can you legitimately play minutes at at the center and power forward position? Well, their finishing roster is probably going to be Jimmy, Gorin, Winslow, Olenek. I'll give you Olenek. And Myers Leonard. Or or Bam. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I I see Bam. You're right. You're right. I see... Jimmy, uh, I'm saying uh, in terms of like four front court players that oh, you gotcha. can legitimately give minutes to. Olenek. I see Olenek and James he's really Johnson. not that great. I and see James Johnson. Olenek is is sneaky and Myers is solid. Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard, who's I still don't think he's all that good. So he's not. I, I mean, he's not good, but he's a good backup. He, he'll give you. He's minutes. a fine backup. He'll, he'll give you fine minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I they they are not they're not all that impressive to me. Um, the 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 addition of Jimmy Butler, I mean. <laughs> What happened last time we saw Jimmy Butler added to a team with a lot of young potential? Well, well no, th- but I think this is a different potential. thing. Yeah. With, being, in, being in Miami... And, and let's take into account that Miami's just going to outwork people. That's what I'm saying. Being season. in Miami with Pat Riley... Yeah, the who, Pat Riley... Col- like, Jimmy yeah, Butler and Pat culture, Riley are a match made in heaven. Yeah, they're a match. He's not going to create, like, the locker room disruptions, what we're saying. Yeah. I mean... They're, they're, I mean, from an organizational standpoint, Miami is That's much true. better run. That's true. Any of those other teams. I can only judge somebody based on what I've seen in no, the past. That's and fine. in Chicago, the reason there was why. an issue. In Minnesota, there was an issue. Those are in poorly Phil- run organizations. In Philadelphia, there was an issue. Mm-hmm. So what am I supposed to expect? At a certain point, I have to hold you accountable as a player. And I love Jimmy Butler as a player. Well, He's so gritty. The thing, the thing with but, Jimmy Butler is he got into locker room trouble because he didn't think other people worked hard enough. In he, Miami, he might be one of those dudes that lists, he works so hard that no one's like he like Kobe esque, where he's like no one can reach my level. But, not but, but this is Pat Riley's Miami Heat. Yeah, like no, he and, expects and, that type of energy I, out of all his and teams. I mean, and, and the people know that on the team. Me, and me and Eddie have him in the B tier, like making the playoffs. Probably, I I see them as a seven eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. even I mean, that's six, funny. Yeah. I had him six, as a seed. seven. I had him yeah, as six, eight, six, seven. And, and, I had him as an eight seed. And we don't you know. see them going far, obviously. So, I mean, I, that that's why I had him there. I, I, I see them making the playoffs. I, I, I see them making the playoffs, too. I have him as an eight seed. I just think that they're going to be fighting with five other teams to make I, I think Miami fine. on defense is going to be solid as a combination of effort. And they have the personnel between Winslow, Butler, Bam is a, a, a kind of good rim protector if James Johnson can get his weight back down and rejoin the team. It's like they, they have good defensive Let personnel. Let me ask you all this. Do you think that the Heat will be a better defensive team than the Magic? No. Mm-hmm. I have the Magic as a top five defensive team. Okay. So is their offense good enough to substantiate them oh, yeah. being they're, better? They're, their offense is way, way I better mean, than outside, Orlando. I mean, outside of Jimmy Butler, what real offense do you have? You well, think they, Tyler Arrow is going to be able to create well, like that? I think it's not, well, they have, they have a creator in Jimmy Butler, but everything else has been a product of Eric Spolstra's sets and creating buckets out of ball movement and Goran is smart. Goran is not... Is not that bad. Yeah, and then Goran Dragic was an All Star two years with ago. Ben, he yeah. didn't just disappear. He didn't really deserve that All Star. That was Ben Simmons. Spot. That's fine. That's um, fine. I agree with that. But I, I just don't see anything to really substantiate them being better than Orlando. It's just that last year they ran a lot of sets, and they can get buckets off of that. But well, when they needed a one on one bucket, that's it was what Josh I'm saying. Richardson. No, th- now th- you have Jimmy Butler. That's going what I'm saying, and that goes back to the point I was talking about. Like when you get in the playoffs, you need that one dude. And that's Jimmy. That's and then and let's not forget, Deion Waiters can get buckets randomly. I, yeah. I you never. Yeah. But um, C tier. Start right, C tier teams. I have the Magic, Bulls, Hawks, Pistons. Oh, we almost the same. And 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 what I have basically, I still put my teams into like standings. I have the Magic as the eight seed, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls, Hawks, or Pistons kind of overtake that spot, okay. especially the Bulls. I I like what the Bulls are doing. This yeah. So I have. The ma- I have all those teams except one of them. I have the Magic, the Pistons, and the Bulls. You don't have the Hawks. Not the Hawks. Maybe. Only the the only way I see them sneaking into the playoffs is since they're a young roster. Like they're gonna go head over heels, hundred percent in the regular season, most likely, um, and just catching fire at the end of the season and perhaps making that eight seed. But I I just don't like. Especially coming from a school who, from the East Coast, there's a lot of Atlanta people in my school. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I I couldn't hear enough about the Hawks. It's it's low key. No, people. Trey Young is he's an exciting player. I I love Trey. He's so good. Trey Young is my favorite. Is one of my favorite players in the NBA. I just don't. Everybody else. Yeah, it's just there. A lot of people are talking about them as a sleeper to make the playoffs. But to me, they can't defend a lick. See, my that's, hell that's, no, they can't defend yeah. a lick. I mean, they might be the worst yeah. defensive team. Maybe, maybe that's the why they got DeAndre Hunter. 
Yeah, but, that, but that's but that's a but wing defender no, no. rookie. How much? How much? I, I agree with you. I agree with you. My C tier is the Pistons, the Wizards, the Hawks, the Bulls, and the Heat. The Wizards. The Wizards. Yes. I. Oh my god. The Wizards. Yes. The Wizards. Um, oh my god. They might have. They might have the most depleted roster in the league, and you have the Wizards. Heroes. John Wall's coming back, correct? No, no not this year. He's out. <laughs> Dropped. Yeah, yeah. They, Dropped, they, I ladies thought, and I gentlemen. Thought, I was under the assumption John Wall's coming back. So no, he, so they're a detour there. I, uh, yeah. Um, let, let's go back to what the team Eddie and I had in, in C <laughs> tier. Let's talk about the, the Bulls. Bulls. Yeah. yeah. Levine, uh, Laurie Markkinen, Otto Porter, Dunn, Otto Porter. Uh, I hate. I don't hate. Actually, so let let me just say this. I think the best player for the Bulls for this upcoming season and the reason that they might make the playoffs is, is going to be Otto Porter. Exactly. To me, it's it's Otto Porter because he plays both ends of the floor or at least on defense. Nah, he'll, nah, he'll, nah. he'll be a really good defender. Like, he could be second team all defense. The weird thing about Otto Porter, he's one of those dudes who's underrated as a player but his contract is way more than he should be getting paid. Yeah. His contract so he's in like this insane, weird bro. he's in this weird purgatory of like people looking at his contract and saying he's not worth that mm-hmm. so they kind of just say, like devalue him when he's really a better player than a lot of And the thing think. is in Washington John Wall and Bradley Beal had the ball so much that we weren't really sure what Otto Porter was capable of other than he could Shooting be a high three. level shooter yeah. and he shot I think one year he shot what, like 40 something percent. What, the acquisition I do like from the Bulls is getting a solid veteran like that. that yeah. is, like, He's a great I like, I like, I like all their pickups. I love I like the Tomas Sadaransky pickup yeah. because Chris Dunn, I think, will give you good minutes in spurts, but I don't because no, he can't he's shoot. Not, yeah. You can't you can't play him a lot. Kobe White just is play raw, Kobe White. But just I like Kobe I like White. Kobe White. But to, but Tomas Sadaransky is a solid point guard presence. Yeah, just play Kobe White. That that Young's a great locker room presence. I'm surprised the Pacers let him walk because he's one of those. He was the captain of that team. And that, that's a team that oh, had Victor Oladipo, that had Bogdan, that had Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. He was the captain of that team. He was yeah. the peacemaker. He He's a great leader in just a great and, all-around locker room. Presence. And a name that we haven't even said, Wendell Carter. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he could boy. take a second-year leap. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with the Pistons, uh, another team we had on there. Um, <laughs> I'm actually lower on the Pistons if if they go Yeah, I was going to drop playoffs, them to the D tier. I think it, it'll be up to Luke Kennard to take a next Cause step. Because la- last year they, they made it, right? Yeah, Correct? they barely. Yeah. And that, that as an 8 seed. Yeah, um, but I, I think... Like what you said with Luke Kennard and, and the addition with, with Rose and if they can get... I don't think Derrick Rose is going to do that much. It's just, I know it's a good story, but he, it's just, he's not an impact they, player. They, and then the other acquisition... He dropped, what, 18 a game last year? That's that's, 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 pretty, that's really good. Yeah. Uh, their other acquisitions, Markeith and Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. I so Joe. That boy is averaging 25 a game this year. I Better than Paul Pierce? Question mark? Anyway, no. that, that's a different debate. I just, the, the Blake Griffin-Andre Drummond combo is not really a successful combo. And Reggie Jackson's Reggie Jackson is not a starting point. Like, he shouldn't be a starting point. He's not guy. a fit with Derrick Rose. They need, they need someone from the perimeter who can create for themselves and for, for Blake and Andre Drummond. Although Blake, uh, as much as I never really liked him... Um, he did pretty good last year. I mean, yeah, year. you can't play him 82 really games good. this year because really by, by the time the playoffs came his around, knee, his, his knee was busted. Yeah. 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 Um, so I D- can definitely see a situation where Andre Drummond gets moved at some point this year just because he, he doesn't fit with Blake. Yeah. All that well. it's just, I don't think teams think he's that good. And at the contract, at basically he's, the max. He's an insane rebounder. That's Which, I mean, is, which is, is in so today's. Young, he's only like 24 years old. Something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, he might be 25 or 26. 26 but yeah, just yeah. At rebounding in today's NBA, like we don't really care about rebounding that yeah. much. So uh, D tier, I had the Hawks and the Knicks. The Knicks. Explain the Knicks. That's interesting. You had like them in the F tier? I don't have a D tier team at all. You don't have a D tier no. team at all? Yeah. There's no just like sheer lottery, boring lottery teams to me. Like the teams that are bad, like they're trash. Well, they're I agree F-tier. with you on the Knicks. I mean, okay. So th- again, like. Like I was saying, every team has like solid the 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 like solid RA players. I mean, the only problem I have with them is power forward. Who the hell was running that? Like they Ju- have like five Julius, Marcus Morris, uh, Portis, Portis, Taj Gibson. I mean, like yeah. why? But I, I I guess their talent is solid and. Could they maybe make a play? No, no, no. I, I don't. I agree with that too. But I, I just see them above, like a little bit above, the the Wizards and the Cavs and the Hornets. Perhaps. They, they I mean, have, they they have an abundance of young talent from my perspective. And I don't know if it's know young if it's talent abundant. or it's just youth. Because <laughs> you counted, you counted DJ 
DJ uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, uh, see, I don't uh, think when, so. when, I, when I say the young talent and Dennis Smith Jr. has been working a lot this offseason. Kevin I've seen Knox, a lot of I, I, yeah, I think Kevin Knox, I think R.J. Barrett, I think Mitchell Robinson, who I think is going to be a dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I like Mitchell Robinson. Dude. I don't like any of their other young players. So. Um, well, Randall's still young, and I've always yeah. liked Julius Randall. I mean, he can't shoot, but he averaged with Zion averaged in college. I, I feel like in the NBA. I feel so, like between uh, Frank Nilkina and, and Dennis Smith like, Jr., one of them's going to hit. I don't, I don't know like which Frank. one. I don't, I don't know like about Frank. that. One of them's going to hit, though. I, I I have a feeling. It's just call it a gut feeling. It's just I, I get where you're coming from, Julio, because they have NBA-caliber talent, which some of these other teams can't even claim. But I don't know what the Knicks are doing. And yeah. to me, they're just yeah. so poorly I run, agree. and they don't have any I mean, idea. Yeah. And, and, and it's, like, it's bad for David Fizdale because I think he's a good coach. Very but just coach. from an organizational standpoint, I think he I'm not took sure that job. I think he took that job relying on the fact that someone would come. Yeah, Here, here's perhaps. a dude that um we didn't mention, uh, Alfred Payton. Yeah, I, 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 he's, I, a, he's a guy that one gets of those dudes numbers. are gonna stick, man. I'm, I'm sorry, between those, those are three. I want to say lottery picks. Or, he's, or they maybe, are, maybe but three top ten. Picks. He's never been a winning player in his yeah, career, though. That, I agree with that's that. One thing. Like he's never, he's always been a minus. That's why I the Pelicans so. let him go. So I feel like somebody's gonna stick there. Um, and then my other D tier team was the Cavaliers. Oh no! Just because, just because Kevin Love. Uh, Kevin Love, I like Larry Nance's game. He, he I do. I, I do like Larry Nance's. Uh, he showed out a lot last year when Kevin Love was out. <laughs> it's just who's playing defense on that team? Colin Sexton. No, <laughs> Colin yeah, Sexton's a good sucks. defender. He was he was one of the worst defenders. Yeah, in the he was. Like, oh, he, really? Yeah. He seems like a he good seemed, defender because college. Whole, like, no, in thing. college he was a good See, defender. Well, yeah, it's, it's I, because it's because he played hard, but yeah. he doesn't. Yeah, he's not yeah, a, like not mechanically. Okay, it's just okay. I mean Reagan knows when I talk about yeah. the ugly theorem. Like Colin Sexton will come off like he's working hard and he's snarling and and you know, he's got the ugly face going on. He like, not in the no summer rush. league, like, it, like you know he slapped the floor in summer league, whatever, right? But and then he got scored on. Yeah, he's he's not. A, he's just not. A, he yeah. can't stay in front of guys. He's too small to body with guys. He's just not a good. I mean, he was also a rookie guard, which usually they're never good defenders going into the rookie year. But I don't think he's actually. A good defender i had yeah i had the Cavs in my next year and then if you have garland and sexton playing together that's that's that won't work. you know that's swiss cheese defense. garland can shoot though yeah i, 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 think I, I do like darius garland i kind of way like, more than colin sexton. yeah i like i like darius garland as well as a player but to me it seems like both of them want to have the ball and that might yeah no of course i think you bench one of them and then you start uh jordan clarkson they got shitty jetty Chetty Osman. Oh, Chetty Osman. Chetty Osman. Bro, your voice changed. So I was like, who is in here? I was, I just scared. I was like, wait, what? Um, he was kind of solid last year. Yeah. No, he was. It's just to me, they're not going to play any defense. They're going to be giving up 130 points a game. Yeah. So I don't. I had oh, a, Matthew Delavadova. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> that's the ultimate ugly theorem. Player. I had him in my next tier, and I also had the Wizards yeah. and the Hornets in my F so tier. So here's the question. Who's the Wizards' third best player? They got Beal, Hachimura. I mean, let's just say Isaiah Thomas is healthy. I then it. You think Hachimura is second best player? I don't even know who else they got. That's what I'm saying. Who's their third best? Like Thomas Bryant, Wagner. Thomas Bryant's not terrible. (laughs) He he he's a NBA big in like a. Someone who would have been better served ten years ago. Justin Anderson, Jan Mahimni. Oh jeez. Oh. Isaac Bonga. Oh, God. Ish Smith. Ish Smith. CJ like, CJ Miles. Like yeah. CJ Miles. Like he's known to be on bad teams Yo, and just get yeah. buckets sometimes. I so I have I have no idea what. I have no idea what the Wizards are trying to yeah, do. They so have no direction. Yeah. I had him in the C tier. Can I put him in the D tier? Cause like, in the F tier. Nah, I wouldn't quite put him in the F tier just because just of, of Bradley Beal. But I love Bradley just, Beal. Oh, my gosh. that This roster is like, what is it? Phil Booth? Who is Phil Booth? Hey, Phil Booth, can you come on our podcast? Because I need to know who you are, dog. That's I don't a, know. I've so never seen this. That's a good podcast. The, the, the Hornets. Um, Chris Chioza. <laughs> Bro, who Garrison yeah. Matthews? Yeah, I have no idea. Half these dudes don't have pictures. So, uh, just <laughs> just re- just re- just really quickly uh, with the Hornets, shout yeah. out to T Welsh, Big T. Um, I don't mean to disrespect your team like that. He went to uh, same high school as I did. Okay, um, but is this Thomas Welsh? Yeah. Oh wow, Big T from UCLA. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, they, again, like I was saying, they have guys you can say, okay, they have some NBA talent, but. I'm sorry. Nope, when you nope, pay nope, uh, nope, nope, Terry nope. Rose, it's yeah, exactly. When you pay Terry Rose, you're 20 million a year. And Batum, 
85, I think. See, that was long enough ago. That was during that whole offseason where everyone got yeah, where paid. Everyone. So I, I can, I can. They yeah. got, they got PJ Washington, Bismack Biombo. PJ Washington has looked okay in some preseason games so far. Malik not, Monk, Malik, Mal, Malik Monk has to take a next step, and I'm yeah, not sure what not that happen. step is, that's and not I'm not sure what his game is. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. We know who he is. Yeah. I feel like Malik Monk. And Miles he Bridges. should be the guy that he should be watching in terms of how to improve his game. He needs to be like a CJ McCollum. There's a there's a there's a couple guys on this Hornets team Miles that are Bridges. young players that we don't really talk about that might take a next step and be kind of good. And that to me is Dwayne Bacon and Devontae Graham. Mm. And like no one talks about them, yeah. especially That's especially right. especially Dwayne Bacon. Uh, he can be kind of a good wing like guard slash wing. It, player. It, the only reason it's not gonna happen is because. Malik Monk is going to demand minutes. Um, MKG is going to demand minutes. Uh, Rozier is going to demand minutes, of course. They paid him all that yeah, money. I mean, they still have Marvin Miles Williams, Bridges. who I think Marvin is a Williams. good, a good trade yeah. piece. Y'all, y'all remember that uh, that video that emerged last year of when like Michael Jordan slapped Malik Monk upside the head? Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> all right, just off topic, but what would you do if Michael Jordan slapped you upside the head? Like, can you I'd really react thank to that? You. You're like, yes, exactly. Thank you, sir. And uh, I appreciate I've, that. I've, He's the I've, only I've, owner I've of actually, basketball that can do that. I mean, imagine if any other Oh, owner God. That would have been, like, so... Met, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, I've yeah. actually, uh, like, met him, had got his autograph, and, like, shook his hand. Michael Jordan? Yeah, his hand is, like, this big, so I think him hitting my head would give me a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> it's instant. No. I don't... I would... So, uh, the coach of the Hornets is James Borrego, I think, which was the Spurs assistant, and, like, they might just be so under the radar this year, the, that the Hornets... Might that they might make the playoffs? That, that they just kind of, like, the youthful energy, they play hard. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they might sneak ups on some teams just by kind of execution. Like, I don't think... I don't think they ha- they're, like... Uh, they're not they're not in like purgatory like the Knicks or Wizards to me. It's that they have an idea of what they're doing, they just don't have any personnel. Uh, I mean they had I don't an think, idea, but once I don't you paid Terry Rose that's zero, what I'm that saying. money that you just screwed. They had an idea, but the foot. yeah. Well the thing is like they, they have money to spend and you have like the, the they have why? a salary floor to hit. And I'm not sure who else you're getting to but go. Why to pay show. him that much over three years? Yeah. That's true. That that was questionable. It doesn't make any sense. Why not give him like a one or two year? But to me, in, in the NBA money is is kind of subjective to what your cap standing is. And if you're the Hornets with that much money and no one's gonna come to Charlotte to play, you know, you have to give your money to someone. And, I'll come to Charlotte. And and maybe Terry Rozier's the guy to bet on, even though I don't think so, but I mean you never know. Who are we to say? All right, so that that does it for our Eastern Conference predictions and for this episode of Hoop and Holler as a whole. For Reagan Griffin and Julio Martinez, I'm Eddie Sun. You can find along with this podcast more of Reagan and my work on our medium page, Square One Media, and Julio has his own site, Sports Talk The Countdown. Stay tuned for next week. All right. Sure.